While the world's attention is focused on the Middle East, I'm wondering what will become of the competition among major powers when it comes to the Arctic. And when I say major powers, I am only referring to three countries that matter. China, Russia, and the United States. My name is Dr. David Wararu, and you are watching Geopolitics in Conflict. Please keep an open mind as you watch this video. It is a foregone conclusion that the competition in the Arctic is driven in part by nations' desire to access the Arctic's natural resources, specifically natural gas, which provide almost a quarter of all global energy usage. Most natural gas supplies around the world have already been explored and exploited, but the Arctic presents a vast untapped reserves over which nations are vying for control. A U.S. geological survey estimates that the region has about 1,699 trillion cubic feet of natural gas and various other fuels, equal to the entirety of Russia's oil reserves and three times as much as those of the United States. It is for this reason, as a geopolitical analyst, I argue that major players like the U.S., Russia, and China, among others, have all focused their Arctic policy on ensuring a strategy that grants them access to these untapped resources. For instance, when China released its Arctic policy in 2018, it declared itself, and I put this in quote, a near-Arctic state. While Russia has ramped up its military presence on its Arctic borders in recent years, Similarly, the U.S.'s 2022 National Defense Strategy outlined how the Arctic's importance to national security is evolving. Whatever the case may be, I argue that the Arctic is becoming a geopolitical manifestation of the competition among major powers, and that competition is only getting fierce. During my years in Washington, I was amazed about the lack of debate when it comes to Russia or China vis-à-vis -vis the Arctic. It truly alarmed me. The fact is that, since the end of the Cold War, the United States government suffered from a precipitous decline in expertise, prestige, and talents. Those who were thinking that the post-Cold War era, the world will embrace U.S. ideals and the so-called rule of law, have not thought neither long enough nor understood well, the cycles of history when it comes to the rise and fall of empires. One thing is sure, Russia has long sought economic and military dominance in its northern shores, a region that holds as much as $35 trillion worth of untapped oil and natural gas. Even China, a nation with no territorial claim to the Arctic, has begun funding Arctic development projects. It underscores the region's growing global importance, significance, and influence. Given the current shifts on the global stage, geopolitically, debates in the West about the future of the Arctic have been launched. Regardless of different viewpoints, these debates converge on one specific question. What will become of the Arctic region? Today's reality has departed drastically 
from Gorbachev's definition of the Arctic in his 1987 Murmansk speech as a zone of peace. The thinking has always been that the Arctic is an area of low political tensions between the East and the West. Today, that picture is very different as dynamics in the Arctic are changing by the day. Suffice it to say that Russia has already embarked on exploring the Arctic for two main reasons. One is military and second is economics. From the military perspective, Russia's approach to the Arctic, which has increased over the past few years, compels Moscow to expedite its presence in response to the changing geopolitical landscape. Knowing full well how the West will eventually react to Russia's military buildup in the Arctic, Moscow wants to cement its presence as quickly as possible, since it no longer considers the Arctic an isolated, insignificant region. Similarly, gone is the era when the Arctic was off limits to military activities due to its harsh climate conditions. Do you recall when NATO, after the fall of the Soviet Union in 1991, expanded eastward all the way to Russia's doorsteps? This time around, Moscow wants to pre-possession itself militarily to do two things. One, counter any expansion of that nature. And two, allow Russia easy access to its northern fleet. If I were to advise Moscow to place strategic nuclear assets especially around the Kola Peninsula, the development will do one, serve as a second strike capability, and two, is a convincing deterrent. Russia gains another military advantage by establishing assets in the Arctic. It can strengthen its northern fleet and push any Arctic-based conflict towards the sea lines of communication between the North Atlantic and the Baltic Sea. However, the risk remains that conflict will follow if Russia or another country misjudges the other's intentions. Now you see why Russia is pouring billions of dollars into building its Arctic military infrastructure, including the Northern Glover military base on the Kotli Island. Russia's military buildup sends a message to the West that it intends to play a far greater role geopolitically. Russia is also making it clear that the West and NATO alliance, that the Arctic is fundamentally Russians, especially since the four other coastal nations are NATO members. In 2007, a debate followed Russia's planting a titanium white, blue and red tricolor flag on the seabed below the North Pole, claiming ownership. Since then, Russia has actively projected its dominance of the Arctic and has prevented any challenge to that status. Due to melting ice in the Arctic, Russia's dominance is displayed militarily and commercially. The Americans think that only themselves can alter the music and make the rules. Sergei Lavrov, Russia's foreign minister, once told the St. Petersburg gathering. Contrary to its actions in the rest of Russia's periphery, Moscow seeks to obtain dividends from projecting its military superiority 
and strengthen in the Arctic. Moscow's thinking also stemmed from its belief in the inevitable change coming to the Arctic, given that most, if not all, of Russia's northern borders are unprotected. However, we cannot address geopolitical changes that await the Arctic region without addressing the fast-melting ice that has already brought about debates in Moscow concerning its perception of security threats. Russia wants to be ahead of what-if scenarios so that Moscow can plan accordingly. The issue is not limited to security only. Russia takes maritime traffic through the Arctic seriously. I predict, as a geopolitical analyst, that Russia will exert some form of oversight similar to Iran's in the Strait of Hormuz. Failing to do so, Russia runs the risk of being unable to manage the inevitable competition over waterways and natural resources. Speaking of natural resources, Russia anticipates fierce competition over the massive untapped oil and natural gas. Yet, tensions are already increasing worldwide. Trade wars are escalating and so are conflicts. It's not an exaggeration if I say that Russia, China, and the U.S. could well find themselves embroiled in another Cold War conflict. These three powers have started a race to gain influence and control in the Arctic region. At stakes are as much as $35 trillion worth of untapped oil and natural gas. Valuable minerals, including gold, silver, diamond, copper, titanium, graphite, uranium, and invaluable rare earth elements that could soon be within reach as the ice recedes. Even China, a nation with no territorial claim to the Arctic, has begun funding Arctic development projects. It underscores the region's growing global importance and influence. Russia needs to factor in into its security equation how melting ice will allow U.S. or NATO presence in the Arctic. And if that presence is of military nature, which I expect, calculations will be changed for everyone. Furthermore, if NATO or the U.S. deploys advanced military assets, including missiles and submarines, Russia will be forced to reciprocate by deploying its strategic nuclear weapons. But if the ice keeps melting at a faster rate, there will be a little use for submarines since their ability to hide beneath the ice will decrease substantially. As a result, removing the elements of surprise. This outcome will certainly undermine Russia's sea-based nuclear deterrence. One thing is sure, the Arctic to Russia is what Berlin was to the West. The great powers' competition during the Cold War in Europe will now be replicated in the Arctic in the 21st century. But with China added to the context. There is no telling, as of now, what the outcome may look like. I hope you enjoyed this video. We would love for you to share your insights, questions, or reflections. But please, keep things respectful and constructive. And also, please, hit the like button. 
share and subscribe for more comprehensive and balanced political analysis of today's biggest issues. Thank you.